world. It's your pass first point guard, Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is going to be a fun one. We got some news as the Blazers continue to fill out or Chauncey Phillips continues to fill out his coaching staff ahead of his first year with your Portland Trailblazers. Uh, the Blazers are back in the state, y'all. They are back and practicing informally. Everybody's in the pool. We'll talk about the return to pre-training camp and why I think that's important and some other little news and notes in the second segment. And we'll close the show with a moment of joy, sharing a moment of joy from a listener, why they love the Blazers or, or a moment of uh, from the Blazers' history that brings them joy. But first... Chauncey Bilbs coaching staff may have finally found its last member. The Blazers have hired Matt Brazi, the latest addition to Portland's bench and Billups's bench. So let's get to know who Matt Brazi is. Uh, first and foremost, like a caveat with all these assistant coaches that we've sort of talked about is I mostly just want to give you background. Who is Matt Brazi? Like, I'm, I'm not going to pretend to sort of have be able to do a deep dive into other than just sort of the resume, what he brings, also just like assistant coaches work in the background. It's it's hard from from afar to really get a sense of what they're like, but I do think the background of Matt Brazi will give us a sense what what he should bring or the skill set he's likely to bring to the Blazers. But like as a caveat, it's hard to know what assistant coaches do in the league. Matt Brazi was is first and foremost, maybe not first and foremost, but is importantly Lute Olson's grandson, a longtime Arizona basketball coach, Lute Olson. Uh, Matt Brazzi's mom is Lute Olson's daughter. Lute Olson is um, is Coach Brazzi's grandfather. Uh, Brazzi played his final two years of college at uh, the University of Arizona and then ended up working at the U of A in 08-09. Then he went to grad school and he coached for Grand Canyon University, which is a, just a school in, in there in Phoenix. So he moved all the way from Tucson to Phoenix, spent a couple years at, at Grand Canyon in 2009 and 2011. And then he was hired by... The Rio Grande Valley Vipers of the NBA at the time, uh, D League. Uh, he they are the affiliate of the Houston Rockets, and this would start a long run of um, of Brassy working for the, working in the Rockets organization. He worked for uh, Rio Grande Valley for in 2012 and 2013. Then he joined the Rockets as a head of. The title reads more like a front office role than, than an assistant coach's director of operations. I, I assume it's all just player development stuff is what that means. It's, he's he's working in sort of the player development side from the from the uh, from the D League up to the this uh, role with the Rockets, and he spent uh, from 2013 to 2015 two full seasons with there in Houston, and then he went back to be the head coach of the RGV Vipers, Rio Grande Valley, from 2015 to 2018. Uh, he was 90 and 60 as a head coach in the, in the uh, now I got it all mixed up, in the G League. We'll stick with the G League. That's what it's called now. It wasn't called that then, but G and D's got me all messed up. But he was a head coach, uh, you know, for 150 games there with, uh, with Rio Grande Valley, a team famous for shooting a boatload of threes. That was kind of, they revolutionized, like, or not even revolutionized. They said, what if we take just a, a really aggressive approach to playing super fast and shooting a ton of threes and make it like a little bit of a lab, like a development lab? Uh, well, we will do, you know, they'll do all kinds of, um, you know, things that you can't really get away with in the in the NBA, trying some strategy stuff and some approaches that obviously like playing faster and shooting more threes has come to the league. But in, in the sort of uh, G League incubator, you can really go for it. And Matt Brazzi was at the head of that with, as the head coach working with Daryl Morey and, and doing that with uh, with Rio Grande. 
Then in 2018, he rejoined the Rockets bench, joining Mike D'Antoni's bench in 2018 and coaching for two seasons with the Houston Rockets. He predated D'Antoni in, in Houston, but then he, he joined up with the program, uh, you know, in, in some ways, like coaching a G League team that plays fast and shoots threes is like the D'Antoni way. But uh, the Rockets ended up playing incredibly slow over the next couple years in like a super isolation heavy, uh, you know, a very good Rockets run, very good Rockets, you know, group while, while Brassie was there. And so that's who Matt Brassie is, a guy who's who's been with the Houston Rockets organization since 2012 in various, various forms, a guy who's, you know, he's been around the league, he's been in sort of that developmental world. And you assume, you know, it's, what do assistant coaches do? They help develop talent behind the scenes. They nurture guys who are fully formed, but they work on skills and they work with, they, you know, they try to get players better, implement what the head coach wants to do and work in player development. That's what every assistant coach is going to do. And I think Matt Brassy has, you know, seemingly from this, a background that is that is steeped, steeped in player development. Uh, the idea that I could know anything like, this is a good hire or a bad hire, I don't know. This is a guy who's worked in the league a long time. He seems to have, he's worked for an organization that's been successful and been successful developing guys out of the minor leagues, been successful at pretty high levels consistently with the Houston Rockets uh, in that Maury D'Antoni era and the James Harden era there. Like, this is a guy who comes from a track record of success and comes from a track record of sort of developing behind the scenes. He's not someone you know, but he's someone who's lasted many iterations of a successful franchise. So um, if nothing else, the right, the sort of right, interesting pedigree that you'd want to see, you know, deep basketball background and a dude who's played um, or or a dude who's sort of been around the fringes of helping guys get to the league and then and then helping, you know, uh, a, a really solid franchise once he got here. So, yeah, that's who Matt Brassy is. And it seems to me this is likely the last hire of the uh, of, of the Billups, uh, the Billups coaching staff. Uh, so Brassy will join um you know, after after seven years with with Houston, he'll join he'll join the Blazers. That includes you know, lead assistant Scott Brooks, Roy Rogers, who sounds like he's going to be head of the defense, Steve Hetzel, Anisha Curry, Milt Palacio, and video coordinator Parker Hines. That seems like the group. Obviously, there's more that like there's more than that on any NBA team, but it seems like that's that seems like we've we've got the coaching staff, which makes sense. You know, d- days away, maybe a couple weeks away from officially starting training camp, but. Uh, this this news was is not been made official. The Brassy hiring not made official by the team, but it was announced by Adrian Wojnarowski. Uh, probably should have credited Woj up front. Apologies, Adrian. But uh, you know that's here we are. We've ma- we've made it. You know, two weeks away. The Blazers have finalized their coaching staff, and now dudes are back. They're back, y'all. And that's what I want to talk about in the second segment. Players are back in the building and back in Portland and working out together. So let's talk a little bit about what that means, why that's important, and a couple of little news and notes from Blazerland this week in the second segment. But before we get there, let's talk a little bit about DirecTV. Tell me if this sounds familiar to you. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Then you've got another one that lets you watch your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right. 
So we talked about the Blazers hiring Matt Brassy. Now let's talk about the whole crews back in town, including Coach Brassy. I'm, everybody's back. Uh, and I know this the way you probably know this. I saw it on Instagram. The Blazers uh, posted some photos on their social media channels as well as their website of the whole gang getting in some field work, some, some fun extracurricular field work at a local high school. This in and of itself is not particularly news. Uh, you know, Chauncey Billups takes team to Tigard High School and they run wind sprints and do stretches on the football field and throw the football around and like generally look like they're having fun. Uh, notable that they're having fun. It's nice to have fun. It's, it was a beautiful week here in Portland, Oregon. I'm glad the Blazers got to go out and enjoy it before the rains come. But it's more important because everybody's back. Dame's back from his wedding. Uh, Nurk's back from being home in Bosnia. The new guys are in town, it seems like, for the most part. And, and the gang is here. This is valuable because um, this is sort of a typical thing that the Blazers do. They've, they've uh, they, you know, they meet up in the early to mid-September. Everybody gets together. You work on stuff. You bond. And you play a bunch of pickup at the, at the, uh, at the practice facility. Like, that's, that's, that's what you can really do. You can't hold official practices before training camp starts. But you can hold t- team stuff. The difference here, <laughs> so this is the subtle difference, you cannot find anyone for not attending. So you can still tell people, y'all need to be here at 9 a.m. Here's what we're doing. It's a team activity, et cetera, et cetera. You just can't find someone for not showing up. You can't, you, no one can be, no one can get in trouble. They can get in some sort of social pressure, but the like sort of league mechanisms allow. So the difference in official and unofficial practice is like, um, there is there is no financial burden for choosing to not attend. But that's not like, that's only, I'm just drawing like a line. Like what is the difference between this and when training camp starts? R- very little. Um, coaches aren't supposed to do like a bunch of hands-on instruction in the practice facility prior to training camp. And typically during the Stotts era, he would kind of just let dudes play and watch. Um, I doubt it's that exact thing. Now I bet there's some teaching going on and in, in, in maybe not like super formal capacities, but new, new coaching staff, new language, new system, all that stuff like I this is really valuable for the Blazers uh, uh, they're they're a little over a month away from the regular season beginning on October 20th it's I'm recording this on September 15th on a Wednesday evening uh, they they're you know they've got something like 35 days before that game starts they play preseason games starting the first week of October like they're gonna they need to hit the ground running here in the next couple weeks and training camp is not going to officially start till like the final days here of September like the last the last weekend of September so uh it's going to come it's going to come quickly when it comes so this is this is a chance for the Blazers to sort of get on the same page early, um, just everybody get back and, and start to sort of understand how this is going to work under Billups and understand how, you know, who, you know, coaching staff, who's going to do what, who's going to work with who. Like, you know, one of the things I've been curious about is like everybody's routine is going to be a little bit different. Who works out when, who shoots with who, who, who lifts, you know, like the rhythms of stuff just with new coaches, like not like deeply important to teams, but the, but like sort of the interpersonal stuff of like, which coaches do I get along with and which coaches do I want to like you know get my shots up with pregame who's going to stay with me after practice who's going to come in beforehand like this is the learning time and I think these this is this is a chance to learn that without sort of the pressures of things getting going before things really get going so there's some real value to be had here over the next couple weeks before training camp starts uh it would be valuable even if they didn't change coaches it's immensely valuable because they have changed coaches I think um you know the 
I, you know, follow the Blazers on social media to see the photos I'm discussing. But really, that's just sort of a jumping off point to say it's here. Uh, you know, the, the crew is back and they're getting a little bit of a head start and a much needed head start. Like they there it is. It is very important for this group to be good right away. And um, getting here early can only help them on on that journey. Couple other little news and notes from Blazerland. Uh, CJ McCollum bought himself a vineyard, a vineyard. You think CJ McCollum's not putting roots down in Portland, Oregon? He bought a th- over 300 acre uh, vineyard space out in, uh, I was going to say Newburgh, but technically Yamhill Carlton. That's west of Newburgh and uh, n- north of McMinnville if you want to uh, get really, lo- really hyper-specific in your sort of local geography here. And I know you do. If you're a listener of mine, I'm sure you, you love hyper-specific local geography. Shout out to s- Southwest Chapel Hill. This isn't really like, I, I got nothing for you here on the CJ McCollum news. I think it's cool. Like, I think it's cool that he's, um, you know, dude has a bunch of money and he's spending it on something he's into. He had um, developed his own wine with a, uh, with Adelsheim Vineyards before. And these, I think they've come out with two different varieties of wine since then. Uh, according to an article I read in the Portland Business Journal, it takes about three years um, for uh, for a vineyard to fruit. And then it would take a, at least a year beyond that. So we're probably four years away from a, uh, from, from a CJ vintage grown on his own, um, grown on his own uh, vineyard, but that's cool as hell. I think it's, if nothing else, it's cool as hell that a, a, a black owned vineyard, large black owned vineyard is going to exist, uh, in the Willamette Valley. I'm, I'm certain there are not many of those. So, um, congratulations to CJ. Another small little bit of news. Um, it came out this week that Carmelo Anthony was not contacted by the Blazers in free agency, and I saw some I saw some anger around that. And and someone asked me, uh, listener Alex asked me on Twitter if if that was like a common practice. So I reached out to some people I know who work in a league outside of the Blazers and just kind of said like this to me. I know that the this is normal for the Blazers that that Neil has when when they move on like. Uh, famously Wesley Matthews, but like Alfred Camino, they just never contacted Alfred Camino. He was like, I was like, how did, you know, talking to Chief, like, when did you know that you weren't going to come back? He's like, when they never called, I got the idea they weren't going to come back. So I knew this was like a standard practice of Neil, but talking to uh, two different people who work uh, outside of the Blazers and, and within the NBA say that it's it would it would be very uncommon, not totally unheard of, not totally unheard of, but very uncommon for a team to reach out to like in the midst of free agency for a team to reach out to uh, to a free agent and say we are not going to re-sign you. It's just typically not how it goes. Like it, it, particularly someone who hadn't been on the team for a whole a bunch of years. Like I know the Blazers were sort of like the protectors of Carmelo's legacy. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think there's something to be said for that. I think it might be sort of better interpersonal things to, um, to call a guy and say, Hey, you're not going to be part of our plans. Thanks for your, thanks for your, you know, what you did for us for over two seasons. We really appreciate it, but we're going to go do our own thing and we wish you the best of luck. Uh, Carmelo said this in an interview with Chris Haynes on Chris Haynes' podcast on Yahoo, uh, posted up with Chris Haynes. Check it out. We're probably wherever you get podcasts, but, um, the point here isn't to defend Neil Olshay or whatever. I'm plenty critical of Neil in this space, but I just wanted to, you know, give you a little bit of sort of the knowledge that I have from, am able to suss out from around the league that it, this is fairly common practice. The Bla- It does seem like the Blazers did him a little dirty by not just calling Carmelo up and say, we're going to sign Cody Zeller, dog, like see ya. Um, but it, it's, it from what I understand, it's, that is 
pretty much how the business goes in the league is that you just aren't going to call up his representation. And one of the explanations, this was, I kind of got varying stories. One of the explanations is that it would, you don't want to tip off people to your plans. Like you just want to move, you just want to keep it moving. So telling Mello, hey, you're not going to be part of our plans. Then it gets out. Blazers aren't going to sign Mello. Okay. Then everyone knows what else are they going to do? Like part of it is just, just strategery. It's, it's, um, you know, you're protecting, protecting your sort of free agent approach. Um, there's, there are, you know, you could, there are differing ways to do it, but I saw a little bit of outrage on the internet and specifically listener Alex asked me if this was a sort of a common practice. So I wanted to say like with the mellow stuff, um, you know, Blazers moved on, he moved on, he's a Laker, the Blazers have Tony Snell at all, Larry Nance at all. Um, so it's, uh, while it, while I can understand why fans would be a little bit miffed by this and feel like oh I don't like I don't like that that's not a good way of doing business I I I think it is sort of the cold strange world of NBA free agency NBA personnel stuff you know what's not a cold world is the Blazers moments of joy I've been sharing them with you all off season long asking listeners to send me a reason why they fell in love with the Blazers or a reason a reason that the Blazers bring them joy and. I'm going to share you one from listener Kyle in in the second in the third segment to close out the show. Listener Kyle was kind enough to share a Blazers moment of joy with us, so I will read that to you in the third segment. But first, let's talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Earlier this week, I had to go somewhere for work, and I was running a little bit late, and I knew I needed a little bit of fuel. So you know what I did? I went into my pantry. And I reached for a built bar. I knew that I had a, a, a couple left in the pantry and I was gonna get a little bit of fuel. I was gonna get some I was gonna get some protein. I was gonna get a little uh, boost of my blood sugar and I was gonna feel better even though I was running late and didn't have a chance to eat. But here's what happened. When I reached into the pantry, built bars were gone <laughs> because the person I share my home with, well, she had already eaten them because she too, Needed a little bit of fuel. She was also heading to work and knew that she needed a little bit of boost. That's how popular they are. When there's only a couple left in the house, you better move quickly because they're going to get gone. Because Bill Bars are delicious. Come in amazing flavors like double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies, and cream. And coconut, the hot flavor in our house that everyone was after when they had to go to work and were running a little behind. Nobody got up and made breakfast. They're popular here. They'll be popular with you because they're delicious. But it's not just that they have flavors that'll match everyone's palate. They're also packing a punch. Check out the macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 or 5 grams of sugar. And only 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors. All tasty. All healthy. So go get yourself some and order enough so that if your wife also needs a little bit of protein boost, she doesn't take the last one. You got more on deck. Go to build.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Today's show is also brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year, y'all. Football is here and Bet Online is your number one spot for pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds and props and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head on over to that website, use your mobile device or your computer, and sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. And don't forget to use that promo code NFL100 
to get that 100% welcome bonus matching you dollar for dollar. It's not just football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline.ag's got it all. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available during this 2021 sports season. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You're still listening to Locked on Blazers. We talked about the Blazers adding a new assistant coach, filling out Chauncey Billups' coaching staff with Matt Brassie, the latest hire. We talked about the Blazers back in town, CJ McCollum's vineyard, and whether the Blazers did Carmelo Anthony dirty or whether they just treated him like a lot of front offices treat players, and that's poorly. Maybe the league should change its, its ways, including Neil Olshay. But now, let's not talk about treating people poorly. Let's tra- talk about joy, happiness. All off-season long, I have I have asked listeners to send me uh, their Blazers moments of joy. So that's why you fell in love with the team or, or a moment that you look back on that makes you happy or, or what the Blazers mean to you. Uh, I, I just want to say Blazers moment of joy and then leave that to you, dear listener, to f- take that what it means to you, like you, whatever that might mean to you when you hear it. Think about it, ruminate on it, and then send me an email, lockedonblazerspod at gmail.com. Well, Kyle, listen to the listen to these other listeners share their moments of joy, and Kyle was kind enough to share their own. So here is Kyle's moment of joy. I'm going to read it to you now. The moment I fell in love with the Blazers started in 2014. After attending a concert with my girlfriend, at the time we stopped at a bar on the way out of the venue. Being from the Midwest, in Kansas City, Missouri, to be specific, I grew up rooting for the Timberwolves due to my deep fandom of Kevin Garnett. However, I was left without a team to root for when he went to Boston. So while watching the Blazers-Rockets Game 6, my girlfriend and I were naturally engaging in some friendly banter, and she chose to root for the Rockets, and I was cheering on LaMarcus Aldridge due to my familiarity with watching him play at Texas. The rest is history. Damian Lillard comes off a screen, raises up, and hits the dagger. Game over! The feeling I got in that moment continued to grow and grow and grow. The more I learned about Damien Lillard and the Portland culture and the state of Oregon's beautiful landscape and scenery, I've been hooked ever since. I get league pass every year and watch on an average about 75 games a season. I try to make it to a game each year when they come close to Kansas City. I've been to seven Blazer games, but zero of them have been in Portland. I am highly anticipating my journey to Portland to see a game at the Moda Center and to check out the beauty of the Pacific Northwest. Kyle, what I love about this is this this Blazers fandom. Your Blazers fandom started on such a whim. You're, you know, leaving a concert, you're like, you know, I'm, I'm making some assumptions here because you said a bar, but it's like, you know, let's go get one more drink, shall we? Let's, let's go get one more drink. And you know, that, that drink doesn't have to be alcoholic. Let's go get one more beverage of any kind. And then that one more drink, that one more stop. Hey, let's let's wait a little bit before we before we continue on our journey. Turns into a, a you know a, a several year love affair, and I know like something that like truly brings you joy. It's um, one of the special things about sports is that they're both deeply meaningless and deeply meaningful. Like it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, but it also really matters. Uh, you know, it's there, it's, they're all frivolous, right? Like we're just, we're just covering where I'm, you know, spending a lot of time on a, 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 you know, several times a week podcast covering something that's frivolous, but it's also something that is deeply meaningful to us. And can it happen? It can like these deeply meaningful moments 
happen when you stop at a random bar and say, I kind of like basketball. I'm going to watch the end of this game. Oh, this game is fun. Okay, now I'm hooked. Now I watch 75 games a year. It is... Um, it is the, it, it really pulls at our, um, if, you know, if you listen to this podcast, I'm going to guess that it really pulls at your heartstrings. You, this stuff is meaningful to you in ways that you can't always describe. And maybe in some ways that you wish it wasn't in ways that like I described in the previous segment, like maybe you wish you weren't mad at the Blazers front office for the way they treated, uh, Carmelo Anthony, but deep down you're, you're, you're mad. Like it's, it gets in us. And I love, I love that your story gets to sort of the randomness of, of how, of how we sort of fall in love with these things of these like little moments in our lives that turn into sort of big, important moments of joy and things that bring us joy for such a long time. So thanks, Kyle. Thanks for a reminder that a random pit stop can turn to turn into a lifetime of joy. We all need that reminder. So I appreciate you, Kyle. If you want to send a moment of joy, actually many of you have. I've got I've got a handful still sitting in my inbox and I'm going to get to them week by week. So if I haven't gotten to yours, don't worry. I'm, still, I'm looking at it right now. But if you are moved to share a Blazers moment of joy, if that's if that is something you want to do, uh, you can email me, lockedonblazerspot at gmail.com. And it doesn't have to be Kyle's story or any other story you've heard in the past. Like that's the whole point of this exercise is to when you hear Blazers moment of joy, what does that mean to you? Does is it a moment you fell in love with the team? Is it a moment that brings you joy sort of around your the family or the people you love? Or is it just or is it just like a fond memory you have? Whatever Blazers moment of joy, the reason you love this team, the reason you love this game the reason you love this sport share it with us i would i would love to share it here uh, i was going to end blazers moment of joy when the season starts back up because it was kind of like a off-season idea to sort of give us you know something to be happy about in the kind of downtime when there's less hard news and people aren't as upset about basketball stuff and we can kind of have this moment to zoom out and 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 feel this joy feel our feelings which um, i'm a big feelings proponent if you listen to the podcast you probably know but if you all keep sharing them, I'm going to keep doing them. So as as long as as long as there are listeners out there who want to share their Blazers moments of joy, we will end the weeks typically like this. So we'll do it for the rest of the offseason, no problem. I have enough to do that. Easy peasy. But don't feel like it's don't feel like there's a timeline. If you are listening to this and you want to share your Blazer moment of joy, we'll continue them into the regular season. I'm not afraid. I'll still have big feelings and big joy when the regular season starts and maybe there'll be new things to be joyful about. So share them with me locked on Blazers pod at gmail.com. That is going to do it for today's episode. Next week, we're going to start our countdown to the regular season player previews. Uh, we'll take a, each player on the roster. We'll do a full full episode on each one about you know what they did last season, how they wound up on the team if they're a new acquisition, best and worst case scenarios, and likely role for this year. Uh, I've done them in the past. I think they're a ton of fun, and they're kind of a great way to get geared up uh, for the season because if you, know, you can listen to four or five of them and say like, okay, I, I've got a whole... I got a handle on what the bench is going to be like. Um, and then we can look back at the end of the season and see where sort of my best case, worst case scenarios where everyone landed. I, I think they're really useful. I've owned them in the past. People have liked them. So I'm going to do them again. Uh, they they help me sort of get geared up for the season. I hope they will they will do the same for you. So yeah, check those out. Be sure to check back next week as we as we launch our uh, launch our our season preview player profiles. It's gonna be a lot of fun. The season is coming close. So tell your friends about this podcast. Tell them they can get it wherever they already listen to podcasts. Just search Locked On Blazers, and we'll be right there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.